As there's a beginning to all things, so there's an end to all things also. We have to realize that. There's a beginning to everything, but then there's an end to everything also. That, that is why you know, one of the virtues of detachment was called detachment. That's why we can't be attached to anything. Like I always think at the end of my life, I have to give up sports. I love sports. I love to watch sports. I love to play sports. But I can't be attached to sports. And need to give it up. So we're going to need to give up everything. Detachment. Holy detachment. It's actually a, a good thing. You see that towards the end of people's lives. Where it's like, Grandma, just let go. Just let go. Grandpa, just let go. Just let go. You know, don't hold on. We'll be okay. And then finally, they have that final letting go. It's a, it's a detachment. And you see that people in nursing homes where they have to slowly detach from everything in their life, even their house, even their very home, and even their very body itself. That we can't even hold on to this body. Matter of fact, I don't even want to hold on to my body. My body gives me so much trouble in my life. Yeah, and just bye-bye. There it goes. See you later. Not that, you know, not that I'm suicidal, but it's just, it's just, you know, I'm gonna attach to this. There's something more that God wants to give us. So we need to detach. And Jesus uses this example because the apostles are attached to the temple of Jerusalem. And the temple was magnificent. The temple was a place of prayer. It was a place of sacrifice. Your Jewish people would come. They would come on feasts and pilgrimages. And that's where they would offer the holy sacrifices to God for their sins. So it wasn't that the temple was bad. The temple is good. It was the temple of God. And the apostles were, they, they, they were looking at the costly stones, the votive offerings. They were looking at how beautiful the temple was on Mount Zion where they said you could see it for miles. It was gleaming. So beautiful. And this was the second temple. This was even Solomon's temple. The first one was even, probably even more beautiful. And then Jesus says, all that you see here, said the days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. What's he talking about there? He's talking about the destruction the second temple, which was in 70 AD, in which the temple of Jerusalem has not been built since that time. There was an earth-shattering moment in the history of the Jewish people, where Titus, the, the Roman commander, he eventually became emperor, had the entire city surrounded with the Roman armies. And they put a siege works on the city and they did not, they, they also starved the people. The people were starving. And, the, and even the people resorted to cannibalism. In the writings of Josephus, he, he talks about the destruction of the temple of Jerusalem. And over one, 
it was like 1,100,000 people lost their lives. And Jewish people were exiled after that. But they have since come back to their land. And so Jesus is talking about the 70 AD here. He's talking about something that will be in some of the apostles' lifetime, that they will actually witness this. They will have to flee from Jerusalem. They will have to flee from Israel to other countries. But Jesus uses this destruction of the temple of Jerusalem as an example for what's going to happen at the end of time. So you could tell he's talking about something imminent that will happen within his generation to basically 37 years later, after 33 AD. So he's talking about something with, you know, within his, his century that he's living and the apostles are living. But he's also talking about something in the future. So he's saying as the temple of Jerusalem was an example, so it's an example of what's going to happen at the end to the Gentiles. And that there will be signs and mighty wonders in the sky as there was before the destruction of the temple. There were mighty signs in the sky. And there were also false prophets claiming that they, that they were the Messiah. There was also nation rising against nation, kingdom rising against kingdom. There were earthquakes, famines, and plagues. But Jesus is saying, as that happened back in 70, that's going to happen toward the end, before the second coming of the Son of Man. A nation will rise against nation. Kingdom will rise against kingdom. There's going to be powerful earthquakes, famines, and plagues from place to place. There's going to be awesome sights and mighty signs will come from the sky before the coming of the Son of Man. So God always gives us warnings before he does something. He will always warn us, as he did in the Old Testament, where he would send prophets and he would warn the people. And really the warning was to, for the people to change their ways, for people to repent, for people to do good and stop oppressing their neighbor. And that's really the, the, the warnings that we have to take. It's don't wait until the signs come from the sky. By then, it might be too late. <laughs> because when the signs come in the sky, then God is ready to act. What we don't know is always that line that God draws. We don't know that line. What's that line that God draws? That line is the line between mercy and justice. We don't know that line. I know to some people, we say, when is God's justice going to come? And I say, no, 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 please don't pray for that. Because we're in the time of mercy. Keep praying that God extends this time of mercy. And I always say, I'm glad you're not God. I'm so glad you're not God. Because your time of justice, your time of mercy is like this. I'm glad I'm not God either, because I get in that mode. 
You know, we get in that mode, God, why don't you just come down, change everything, make everything better again. But thank God none of us are God. Thank God God is God. He's a God of mercy, first of all. But that mercy, he has a line. And in between that line, between mercy and justice, before justice is about to come, God will let us know that the justice is about to come. He will warn us. He will give us warnings. How they will happen, I don't know. He will give us signs in the sky before he's about to do something. He will even have signs in nature, earthquakes, famines, plagues. The thing is, every generation thinks that the Son of Man is going to come in their time. If you read even the, the saints, like St. Vincent Ferrer was a big one. He thought the second coming was going to come in his time in the Antichrist. But he was wrong. He's a saint. Even saints could be wrong. He's a saint, but he was, he was right. But he thought it was going to happen in his time. Because in, in, you know, in each age, there's wars, there's earthquakes, there's famines, there's plagues. And you think, all right, now it's going to happen. And even we have people today saying, oh, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Look at it. Look at the world. The second coming of the Son of Man is going to happen. It may not happen. We don't know. We don't know. It's every generation thinks the Son of Man is going to come. My own, this is my own theory, and I could be wrong. My own theory is that it's going to be the generation that will not think that the Son of Man will come. That's when he will come. It will be the generation that's not even thinking about God or giving a word or a prayer to God and only thinking about themselves and their own life and then that's when the Son of Man will come. It will be in that generation. That's my own theory. You could take it or you could leave it. But God always will tell us what he's going to do before he does it. And this is why we can't be attached to anything on this earth. Because we long for something better, a new heavens and a new earth. Even this beautiful National Shrine of Divine Mercy. I could say to Jesus, like the apostles, oh, look at how beautiful the shrine is. You could see it on camera. Look how beautiful the stingless windows and the artwork. And Jesus could say to me, you see all this? There will not be a stone left upon a stone. See that? So what he could say to us, don't even be attached to this physical church. It's beautiful. I, you know, I don't want the church to go down. But it can't be attached to it. It can't be attached to a physical building here. So what this gospel causes us to do is cause us to reflect upon Jesus was given to the apostles about their own time about the temple. 
but about our own time also that we cannot be attached to anything, that we need to be detached. But before God does anything, he's going to send mighty signs and wonders from the heavens. And we already see maybe some of that in our time. I'm not saying the second coming is coming, but maybe something else. You see that at Fatima, at the beginning of the 20th century with the great miracle of the sun, which, which I believe was a, a prelude to everything that would happen in the 20th century. A World War I, World War II, communism, a great apostasy from the faith and everything that we're still going through right now. There's apparitions in which people do see signs and wonders, can't always verify it. We don't know, is it true, is it not true? Some people say it's true, some people say it's not true. But there certainly is maybe something that's stirring. We do notice that something is not right with our time and our age. We can see that, that there needs to be a great change, that there needs to be a great change of heart and mind and spirit. There needs to be a great conversion of peoples. There needs to be more peace, less war, less violence toward one another, more forgiveness, more mercy. Those are the things that God is calling us to. And so we can sometimes get wrapped up in the second coming and say, okay, when is it going to happen? Let me piece it all together and let me give you timelines and everything. And you see people doing this. And no, it's, it's not the way that you're going to formulate. And that's not what to focus on. Realize that that will happen, but we're to focus on how am I going, how am I going to live right now? How am I going to do my best? How am I going to be the best person that God has created me to be? To be loving God and loving my neighbor. That's what we need to focus on. All the other things, it will come whether we're living in the gospel or not living in the gospel. It will come regardless. It will come regardless of what we do because it's not in our hands. It's in the hands of Almighty God. And so these things that Jesus is teaching us are were called eschatological, meaning the end of what's going to happen. As I said, everything has an end to it. Everything has a beginning and everything has an end. But even everything that has an end, it only has an end to be transformed into something better. So even an end of something is still a new beginning of something else. And that's where we should always end with hope, not fear. Not trembling, but hope. Hope in a new heavens. Hope in a new earth. Hope in a new time in which God will be all in awe. God will be our Father. 
we will be his children, and we will all love one another as Jesus Christ has loved us. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.